Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. Did you forget? And with me as always is my wise-ass girlfriend, Carol. How you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is... February 1st, 1997. Yes, it is. So weird to say 97 to me. I like 96. 98 sounds good. 97 (laughs) still sounds weird to me. You just don't like odd ears or what? Well, 95 sounded good too, but fives are even numbers too, really, when you think about it. Why? Because it's just the five's an even number. Um, But it's not. But I'll fight anyone that says it's not. Okay, but you'll so be wrong. I'll fight you. You weirdo. I bet the people out there support me. Five's an even number, isn't it? No. <laughs> I mean, not a real even number, but it's it's even-ish. Ish. It's the most even of the odd numbers. You're ish. What does that mean? I don't know. Ish from uh, Kingpin? Ishmael? Mm, no. Randy Quaid. I mean, you do kind of look like Randy Quaid. What? <laughs> I do not. Well, you both have dimples. Don't look anything like Randy Quaid. I guess he does have dimples. Yeah. What did he? He did. I don't know. He was in something where he played a. a uh, he played like a singer or something. I don't remember. He was. He was like a, a nominated for an Academy Award. <laughs> I don't know. fucking jagoff that does uh, National Lampoon's movies and stuff. What? Flies planes into into uh, Independence Day style. Oh, I was thinking of somebody else. What the fuck? (laughs) Who are you thinking of? Uh, Is it Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid's his brother. Is he better looking? Yes. That's who I was thinking of. Okay. (laughs) Dennis Quaid was in inner space. And something to talk about? Oh, yes. Yeah. The yeah. one that he, he cheats on his wife. All that's the time. one who I think looks like you a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Dennis Quaid. That's his brother. Yeah, okay. Well, Dennis got the good jeans. Yeah. The, Poor Randy Quaid. The Levi's. <laughs> and Randy got a uh, Wrangler. <laughs> right. Anyway. Uh, speaking of good genes, it's the revenge of the wise guys because MST3K returns. You don't even know what that is, do you? I do not know. Mystery Science Theater oh, 3000. No. no, no, no. Us Misties, as we call <laughs> ourselves, call it MST3K. Misties, as we call ourselves? Are you saying you're a Misty? Yes. Fans, okay. big fans of Mystery Science Theater 3000 call ourselves Misties. Okie dokie, artichokey. Just like Trekkies, you know, but it's better. Uh, uh, I don't think so. My sister and I are, are big fans. In case you guys don't know, this was a television show or a televisual program, if you prefer, that aired on Comedy Central, created by the fantastic Joel Hodson. Okay. And it features him and a couple robots... Wisecracking at 
movies. Yeah, like stupid B movies from like the 30s that aren't even in color half the time. Exactly. It's well, 50s mostly and 60s. Whatever. That's why it's fun. That's why it's fun and that's why it's funny. It's just not my sense of humor. I know it's not your sense of humor because it's Very good. few things are. Yeah. My sense of humor is selective. That's that's what we say. Uh-huh. <laughs> The intergalactic wacky pack is back. You gotta love Mike Duffy. You do. Mystery Science Theater 3000, a sublimely bent comedy cavalcade of cheesy B-movies and sci-fi howlers, touches down this weekend at its brand new stomping ground on the Sci-Fi Channel. It's going to that new Sci-Fi Channel. Okay. All new episodes, all new wise cracks, all new snarky bits of riffing pop culture wit. For late arrivals, here's the setup. One human chucklehead (laughs) and two smart aleck robot puppets. Their teensy profiles superimposed in the corner of the screen as if they're sitting in a movie theater. Scope out vintage Hollywood turkey while offering hilariously snide jokes and comments. Well, Revenge of the Creatures, the first movie they're doing. The movie doesn't matter nearly as much as the jokes, really. But the problem is is that uh, Mike Nelson is the the host now. Okay. And it just doesn't feel the same without Joel. Joel left, uh, I don't know, a while back. And Mike Nelson's funny. He was the head writer of the show. But it's just, I don't know, it just lacks something. It's just not quite as, he's not as charismatic of a screen presence as Joel Hodson. Even though Joel Hodson's whole shtick was kind of being like real deadpan. But he was really good at it. Mm -hmm. And it balanced really well with the wackiness of the robots. And the the dudes doing the robots voice. And, uh, you know, Dr. Forrester. So... Yeah, I mean, I definitely think a deadpan is needed in this scenario. And TV's Frank, of course. Okay. Yeah. These are all inside jokes that people will get. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry that I'm not in on the jokes, people. Maybe I'll have to show you an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. I've seen an episode. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Which one? I don't remember. Okay. But I saw one. Well, maybe it wasn't a good one. It was stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> Fuck you. But that's all the news I have. That one thing dominated my entire mind this week. Wow. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Excellent. <laughs> so, you know what dominated my mind this week? I don't know. Your constant yawning? That we... Shut up. I can't help it if I'm tired. Anyway. Uh, the, I finally got to fulfill my lifelong dream of seeing Star Wars on the big screen. Oh, yes. That was pretty exciting. Star shit. Wars on the giant screen. Never thought that would happen. So, as you guys know, I mean, we're doing Star Wars this week. Uh, uh, and spoilers, like, you know, it's like fucking 20 years old, so. Yeah, it's exactly 20 years old. We're good. <laughs> uh, we're good people. Y'all should have seen it by now. Y'all should have seen it in South Carolina <laughs> or Tallahassee or whatever. Um, so I was afraid that maybe this was self-indulgence, Carol. Okay. That 
we were going to be doing this movie. <laughs> and <laughs> it's so, you know, I mean, everyone said everything about it, right? Like, it's been talked to death. It's 20 years old. People have, I, I think, film classes have studied it. You know, it, probably it's, it's it's been out there for a long time. And the critical consensus is, you know, is done. And it's a fantastic movie. Right. And I thought, is it self-indulgent that we are going to do? And I mean, obviously, we're going to see it either way. Long, long lines to get in to see it. But not as long as 1978. 77. Fuck. But, you know, I don't know. It's just like I. I wondered if it was self-indulgence, but they've changed things. They only changed one thing, right? They could no, no there were there was definitely things changed. Oh, I was only aware of the one. Okay, did you not watch the movie? <laughs> I did watch the movie. So you didn't see all the brand new CGI they put in the movie? I, I don't know. What? <laughs> How do you not know if you saw it or not? I don't know what was new. Okay. Well, trust me. I'll, I'll be your guide. Okay. Anyway, so they, uh, yeah, they changed things. They're, these are called, these are called, they're calling them the special editions. They added the, the title, A New Hope. Mm-hmm. That originally it was obviously just Star Wars. Um, that New Hope thing is not new no pun intended. Right. To this year. I think they started doing it, and I want to say in like 81, to reflect the, you know, the fact that The Empire Strikes Back was episode five or whatever. Yeah, episode five. So, what did you think? What did you, how did you experience it? Or how was your experience? I mean, I really enjoyed seeing it on the big screen. I think that it was pretty to look at. And... Um, the one different thing that I noticed was stupid and kind of pissed me off, but I still liked it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's my take on it. Is you know, it was fun. Okay, well, well, what what was your what was your favorite part as far as like what we got to see at the big screen? What, what do you think? What made the most? Because obviously, we've seen this movie. We've seen this movie a few times, right? Before now, but what made the biggest difference? Would you say? I think the very beginning, okay, when they do, you know, the, you know, and mm-hmm. the, it's the scrolling and everything. Just like it feels so oh, much you more. Mean the, yeah, that. Yeah. Are we are we doing an old western? What, what was you know that? what it is. The I da, do. Da, 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 da. I do, but I didn't try to do it because I knew I couldn't. Unlike you. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I guess, I guess you could just call me out for it. Well, I guess but People so. wouldn't have even noticed I didn't do it well if you hadn't <laughs> called it out, Carol. But don't you think that was, like, cool, like, just to, like... Yes, it's because it's very loud. It's mm-hmm. very... It's bombastic, like uh, the People versus Larry Flint music. Right, right. But this is appropriately so. And also, you know, like, the space fighting scene later... Like, while I typically find it boring, it was kind of cool to see it on the big screen. You find what boring? When when they're fighting in the end, you know, the... When they're destroying the Death Star? Yeah. You mean the climax of the movie? Yes. I find the you climax find... boring. Wow. 
I know, I'm a fucking freak. I guess that's what you get for dating me so long. Start, start <laughs> finding the climax boring. Right. Um, yeah, interesting. I don't know if anyone else shares that opinion. Really? That the end trench run is... Because I, I, that was going to be my answer. Was that is what, to me, makes the biggest difference between watching it at home and watching it on the big screen. Yeah. The t- trench run is incredible. It does. Like I said, I mean, that was cool to see on the big screen. And normally, not on the big screen, I find it boring. Mm, Wow. Well, I mean, I've seen the movie many times. Yeah. And I don't like the, like, fighting military kind of scenes of movies. Like, Mm -hmm. it bores me. I don't like war movies. I I don't like it. Well, this is... This is a war movie. Yeah, I mean, it's civil war. Yeah, it's but it's it's very clearly like World War Two inspired. All of these movies, okay, uh, that like lots of aerial dogfighting and and stuff like that. That's it's just it takes place in space, but that's clearly what part of what inspires it. I mean, obviously, it's inspired by Buck Rogers and and the you know the fifties kind of serials and everything. Mm-hmm. That's originally what he wanted to do. George Lucas wanted to adapt, I think, I think it was Buck Rogers. He wanted to adapt Buck Rogers into a movie, and the people that owned the copyright to Buck Rogers were like, no, you can't do it. We're not, we're not giving you permission to do it. And he was like, fine, I'll just come up with my own fucking thing. So I just came up with it based on, you know, I mean, not based on Buck Rogers, but like that same style, serial style. Okay. That's why it's like episode four. It like right. takes place in the middle, you know, because that's what they used to do. And the when he was a kid growing up, they used to just they'd run these like shorts, like Buck Rogers and shit like that. These serials that would be like twenty minutes or whatever, like just twenty minute episodes. And it didn't matter if you hadn't seen the previous episode or whatever, because they just would right. run them for for every movie, you know. And that's what the feel was. And then obviously it's inspired a lot by. Um, Seven Samurai and stuff like that. Uh, the the uh, with Hidden Fortress and all that stuff. Uh, but anyway, so uh, I thought the trench run was incredible on the big screen. I think that's the biggest difference. But there are there's a whole... How did you only notice one thing? There's a whole scene with Jabba the Hutt that didn't exist. Cause we never saw Jabba oh. the Hutt until the third movie. Oh, yeah. You're right. And he's like... Is he on like a balcony? Standing up, or? he's standing. He's by he's by the Millennium Falcon, and I mean, I guess you could call it standing up. I mean, he's a fucking slug. Right. He's not on the little throne thing. He's like free, free flowing. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird, and I don't know. I think I don't. They must have filmed this. I guess he wanted this scene originally. Because it's Harrison Ford. It's not like it's not like they got Harrison Ford now. This is nineteen seventy seven Harrison Ford hmm. doing this scene, delivering these lines. I guess he was delivering it to nothing, and then they eventually were gonna put in Jabba the Hutt because he's saying Jabba. They're talking about Jabba and everything. Like it was, it was interesting because in the original movies. Jabba's just like this person that people bring up, and it's like, it's all mysterious. Who the fuck's Jabba the Hutt? You don't see him until the third movie. Hmm. And now it's like, oh, we see Jabba the Hutt immediately. He's a fucking slug. What is this dude? <laughs> but it was an interesting scene, I guess. He steps on his tail, and Jabba goes, Rawr. Right. So I don't know. Okay. 
So, I mean, I guess that was different. I know what you're talking about, though, because we talked about this mm-hmm. previously. The cantina scene. Yeah, when Greedo comes. Yes. When Greedo sits down and is like, uh, I'm going to fucking take you to Job of the Hut, and then you're going to get your ass beat or whatever. And, hey, maybe just give me all your money, and then I'll say I didn't find you. And he's like, whatever. And then Hodge Solo shoots and kills him and then throws some money on the table and then leaves. Mm-hmm. But instead, <laughs> instead what happens is in this change, Greedo shoots. And then it's a weird effect of like he's like like a digital pivot or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the fuck they did this, but like it's weird. They're like manipulate the frames in, in some way, but it looks odd. Yeah, it does not look good. And he looks like he's like jerks his head out of the way or whatever, so Greedo misses, and then he shoots him. And it's, I guess, whatever. Like It doesn't even make sense because he wants to, you know, get money. He doesn't want to kill him. Yeah, I don't, agreed, weird that he's even trying to kill him because he wants to, to turn him into Jabba. But also, like... Originally, the way I viewed that scene is like, hey, Han Solo is like a fucking psychopath. Right. I mean, not, not a like, psychopath. Not a psychopath, but like, this is a cold bastard. Yeah, he's a, not a dangerous criminal. A family-friendly dude. It's a smuggler smuggling drugs to the teens of uh, the teenagers of the Star Wars universe. So they can get hooked on whatever drugs sure. that they're hooked on. But he's, yeah, he's, he's a fucking lowlife. That's his whole, that's his character. And then his redemption, or his arc, is like becoming this hero. Right. But he starts at this point. But now it's like, oh, yeah, it's weird. I don't know, it's weird. And I don't know, does George Lucas not understand that? <laughs> I mean, he's a great, he's a genius, great filmmaker. He made this... Uh, this incredible universe, and obviously everyone loves him. You know, he's uh, the geek uh, king, right? Right. But, I mean, I don't know. It's just weird. It's a weird change. Yeah. There were some other things that I, that like, that I thought, like, the Jabba thing was like, okay, you know, I thought that was fine. And there were some things that he added some creatures in the background. A lot of it was in the background. He added some creatures in the background and things like that with, with, special effects that I guess like that's originally what he wanted, but they didn't have the technology to do at the time, obviously. And that kind of stuff. I was like, okay, you know, that's fine. That didn't like really bother me that much. But the thing you're talking about is the biggest kind of like, it's weird. You know what I mean? I don't know why he did it. If he was trying to change Han Solo's image or, you know, what, like, why, like, in the 70s like Han, it was cooler to be a badass? Like, what? Han Solo's, Han Solo's running for space president or something like that. <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> Han Solo wants you to believe that Greedo shot first. <laughs> Just like, they're slowing down this table. You got Kevin Costner being like, back into the left, back into his head, <laughs> his head pivot. <laughs> now, his head's not moving normal, you know. This video's been doctored. Right. Han Solo's a cold-blooded killer. Yeah, uh, vote Greedo. And they just show, <laughs> they just show his, 
his burnt corpse. Oh my god. Burnt corpse for president. Way to take it dark. Anyway, uh so I don't know. Like like I said, that's weird. I don't I don't have a ton to say about this, unfortunately. It's <clears throat> you've seen Star Wars, right? It's good. It's a really good movie. I have something I wanted to talk about. Yeah, go ahead. So Princess Leia mm-hmm. watches Leia, as Right they, as they call her sometimes. Princess Leia. Watches her whole planet get destroyed. You got to assume that was her parents, her best friend, like mm-hmm. everyone she knows pretty right. much. Yeah, uh, millions of children. She has no home to return to. Mm-hmm. And she seems to just let it right, slide right She'll off her like back. She's a psychopath. Right? Like, why is there not a bigger reaction to There's this? There's a throwaway line where that weird, like, fucking bald guy that looks like he comes out of the last Starfighter. I'm obviously, the last Starfighter was after this, but. He, uh, they, they get the plans there. She's like, oh, you know, the plans are in this R2 unit. Let's, like, fucking blow up the Death Star or whatever. And he's like, uh, he, uh, when she first gets there, he goes, uh, when we heard about Alderaan, we feared the worst. Like, it's great to see you. When we heard about Alderaan, we feared the worst. Like, they thought she died, too. Right. And she's like, she says something really breezy. Like, uh, yeah, it's sad. She doesn't say it's sad, but it's like the... I can't remember exactly the, the exact line of dialogue, but the sentiment is, yeah, it's sad, but we've got this stuff to do right now. <laughs> like, she just fucking blows it off. Yeah, it's very weird. It's fucking bizarre. Like, I think most normal people would be completely traumatized and, like, you know, sobbing in a corner somewhere. Not... Everyone she's ever known is dead. Yeah. She's just like, okay, imagine being on with the show. Imagine being on a spaceship with fucking uh, skulls for a, for a head, uh, Tarkin, um, Peter Cushing standing right. next to you, <laughs> and a guy in a Halloween costume, <laughs> and watching the Earth explode. Oh, my God. Imagine how you would feel. Right. It'd be terrible. I wouldn't be like, yeah, it's fine, whatever, but we can pull this shit off. Right. I mean, holy fuck. Very weird. Yeah. Uh, Luke Skywalker has more of a reaction to seeing... Uh, there's a lot of burnt corpses in this. Seeing the burnt skeletons of uh, Aunt Beru and Uncle Yeah. Owen. Yeah. Well, he's a human being, apparently. At, at She's least, not. At least he kind of gives this, like... Like, his face gets real hard, and he turns to the side. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, like, turns to Obi-Wan, and he's like, yeah, I guess I'll go with you then. <laughs> He says, there's nothing for me here now. Right. Like, this was something to just move the plot along, though, because, you know, otherwise he wouldn't go. Like, what? Yeah, I guess. It is. Yeah, they could have just let him live. It is, um, I guess, it's supposed to show the brutal nature of the Empire. Yeah. Uh, it is interesting watching this movie, knowing what we know. Yeah. Because, uh, spoilers for the entire trilogy, guys. Obviously, 20 years old, as Carol mentioned. Um, but it's funny when he's talking about like, oh yeah, uh, you know, your father was, um, you know, fucking great pilot and he was right. a good friend to me and, and everything. And it's like, uh, oh, okay. Was he? <laughs> he's such a good friend. But he's like, I don't know. I see things where I'm like, they didn't plan this before. Like Lucas didn't plan this beforehand. Yeah. Where, where it's like Vader was going to be his dad or whatever. 
And the Luke and Leia being brother and sister, I don't think that was really planned. I hope not, because it really seemed like Luke had a crush on her oh, in they, this movie. And then in the next movie, I believe they share a kiss. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, they do this real big love triangle thing. Um, and then they kind of abandon that in the third movie to make her his sister. And I don't think they were planning on that until the third movie, really. There are things I can see with Vader's supposed to be his dad. Where I'm like, hmm. Where they say, like, he's got too much of his father in him and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But like you said, how she brings that up, it's like, she brings it up in, in kind of like a fun, like, he's got too much of his dad in him. What a scam. And, and it's like, yeah. yeah, his dad is a fucking mass murderer. <laughs> the embodiment of evil in the universe. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of weird inconsistency throughout the trilogy. Yeah. But... Still a great movie. Yeah, I mean, obviously, everybody loves Star Wars, and it is super fun seeing it on the big screen, and I think I might want to even do it again. The second one will be out next month. The third one will be out the month after that. So we'll probably do all three of them. Yay. Um, the second, the next one is, uh, you know, Empire Strikes Back is my favorite. Well, I think Return of the Jedi is actually my favorite, but... That's the one with the Ewoks, right? Yeah. That's my favorite. I, it's not the best. The ne- Empire Strikes Back is the best of the movies. Okay. But this is this is a solid, solid movie. And if it ended here, it's a complete story. Yeah. It really is a complete uh, story from beginning to end. But I think this is the least enjoyable of the movie, so I'm glad that it continued. Rarely do you sequels, you know, improve upon something, but in this instance, I think they did... It's a great movie, though. Mm-hmm. It really is. And it began this revolution. And a new generation has been opened up to it. All kinds of dorks out there. That's right. And, as we know, they're planning on making uh, a prequel trilogy. Yes, I'm very excited for that. I believe... What they said from, I believe what Lucas was saying is uh, 99. Okay. So two years from now. They're yeah. just kind of starting production on it now, but two years from now, it'll be out. So we will see. What do you think? Are you excited? Oh, absolutely. Of course. New Star Wars movies? Insanity. <laughs> it's going to be so fucking good. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Well, that is our uh, episode for the week. Carol, why don't you do the thing you usually do? So you can write us at latefee1994 at aol.com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Mm-hmm. And tell your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.